Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in 2 to 143. Nick, it's a big episode today, episode 75. Wow. We are inching ever so closer to the 100 mark. It's crazy to think that we're only 25 away, 75 in. 75 wow. straight weeks. It does not feel like this. it's been that long. That is pretty crazy. 75 weeks in a row. I'm pretty it's dedication. proud of that. It's dedication. And to start off this uh, big monumental episode, I'm going to just talk about real quick that the Rangers tonight against the White Sox got absolutely cheesed by the umps on a call at home plate. Elvis Andrews, former Texas Ranger, never really did us much good. Uh, coming in to home, uh, our guys threw him out at the plate. It was tied at that point. He would have given them the the uh, winning run there. Got called out, and then they reviewed it and said there was catcher interference and reversed it. There was no catcher interference, in my opinion. Nick, was there any on yours? Pretty bogus call. And first off, I do think Elvis Andrews did a lot for the Rangers. I just want to put that out there. You know, well, he's always going like to be right now. number one in my heart. But um, so obviously, Elvis Andrews was on second, and. Um, can't remember who it was was batting, but he shoots a little a bloop single in the left field, and Travis Jankowski gets a good read on it, um, good jump on the ball, gets up on it, makes a nice throw to home, and beats Elvis Andrews by about, I don't know, two or three feet. And um, obviously he gets tagged out, but then they protest it and say that Jonah Heim was in the way, and really what was only – kind of sort of almost in the way was his foot was standing on kind of the tip of home plate but it didn't interfere with Elvis Andrews sliding he came in head first and his hand was able to get to the plate no problem I mean and also Jonah he kind of had to position himself like that so he could receive the throw and place the tag so it's not like he was just trying to stand in front of the the plate, which he wasn't. I thought it was a horrible call, but whatever. And they immediately is, ejected Bruce Bochy as well. There's been this kind of um, narrative of umps going on power trips and taking yep. control of games. And it's been frustrating a lot of people. And I think this is one of those prime examples of an ump power trip, just going in, reversing the call, and then ejecting Bruce Bochy, who's just trying to understand what's going on obviously there's going to be frustration there but i thought it was horrible it was ridiculous um actually spoke to my mom and she was she was actually pretty upset about it tonight um that just shows you the seriousness of of the bogusness of that call well the other um, thing is that's rangers like, fans that's were a, not happy that's a game-changing call yep. it's not like we that was were winning ahead by seven and that cut the lead down to six. No, the game was tied and that gave them the lead and ultimately the win because the score did not change after that. Just frustrating. Obviously one out of 162. So hopefully it won't really hurt us that much, but um, frustrating, tough loss tonight. We'll bounce back tomorrow though um, against the White Sox again. So um, today we've got a NFL overhyped episode for y'all talking about some overhyped teams this offseason, a couple of teams been getting a lot of hype that uh, I don't think Nick and I really approve of. Um, so we're just going to jump into that. I'm actually going to start us off, Nick, with a stat about an overhyped player. Okay, and uh, me and you talk about this guy a lot. We're not the biggest fans, but let me let me give you this stat: Patrick Mahomes' playoff record. Okay, 
In the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is 11-3. and three. That's a pretty good record, right? I mean, that's pretty incredible if you ask me. Okay, Aaron Rodgers' playoff record, 11-10. and 10. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers have the exact same number of wins in the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers has been playing for way longer than Patrick Mahomes. But we all like to say that Aaron Rodgers is like a top two QB in the NFL. I mean, what is that? Seven, seven more playoff games than seven more um, games uh, than Patrick Mahomes. You said eleven and ten yep. versus eleven and three. So yeah, seven more games, which is kind of crazy because obviously Aaron is an old guy, and you think of Patty Mahomes as being super duper young, but already has two rings. Under yeah, two of those playoffs were were rings. I mean, if you ask me, I'm I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over you, Aaron. You want to talk about overhyped? Easy, easy, easy pick. You want to talk about overhyped? A guy that's been in the league since like '03 versus a guy that's been in the league since like twenty. What was it like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? They've got the same amount of playoff wins, and you want to compare those two? People try to do that all the time. I'm sorry, guys. Aaron Rodgers is not like that. He is. Uh, He's just a I mean, I mean, he's got talent in the regular season, but when it comes to playoffs, he's not clutch. So let's stop acting not like clutch he's... at all. And we could dive into that more here in a second. But in light of the beginning of our episodes, I brought you a player of the week. We talked a little bit about baseball earlier, but I think this player needs to get some recognition. Um, what he's been doing this season is kind of something that we haven't seen done in at least a decade, if you ask me. He's uh, going on, I think some would say, MVP type of run, possibly. Um, and that's Luis Arise. Okay. Mm. He is the second baseman for the Miami Marlins. Out of nowhere. Batting a whopping 398. Yep. Just a hair under 400. While he only has two home runs and 35 RBIs, but, and he has an OPS of 934. But the big thing is that batting average. I mean, that's crazy. He's getting on base almost – he's basically batting 400. I mean, you could say he's batting 400. That's ridiculous. That's like something we haven't seen since guys like, you know, Tony Gwynn way a long time ago and then guys recently like Ichiro Suzuki. And he's kind of been, I'd say, going unnoticed just because the MLB today has been so home run focused that it's like it kind of almost ignores – most other hitting stats other than home runs that guys He's like also on the Marlins, the Marlins, yeah, exactly. Much guys like Arise don't really get as much attention, yeah. but that ends today. The Under Review podcast is giving him some love and affection, so congratulations! It's yeah, a big deal, it's a big deal. We're pretty far into the season, and he's been back and forth like over a hundred or 400, and that's just and that's that was crazy. about to say, this is a legit 400. We're near the end of June, so. This is legit 400 batting mm-hmm. average. All right. Well, uh, let's let's kick let's kick it off with our stuff that we're talking about today. Um, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. We'll dive into this. So, um, I was watching the herd, Colin Cowherd, uh, very popular talk show host um, and very popular podcast. He has the Jacksonville Jaguars as number one this season in the AFC. Nick. Uh, are are the Jags the best team in the AFC? We talked about this a little bit earlier. 
It's ridiculous. I mean, they had a a good decent a, de- decent a decent I'll say a decent season last year. Weren't they like um, ten and seven? Yeah. Made a made it into the playoffs. Had One a game. pretty I will say pretty great comeback win, but it was against a weak Chargers defense and a weak I mean not weak Chargers offense, but they just really hadn't proved themselves. Lots of young young guys who did not have playoff experience, but I mean, I realize it's so easy to say Chiefs number one in the AFC, but it's like who who can stop them right now? Exactly. Who's been able to stop them? No one. I mean, Patrick we've talked about this a bajillion times. Patrick Mahomes proved that he does not need a star wide receiver to be successful. I mean, he had Travis Kelsey best tight end in the league and a bunch of no names at wide receiver and he won a Super Bowl. Okay. So other I don't, than I don't think you can put them behind the Chiefs. I don't think you can even put them number two. Other than I was gonna say, Juju Smith Schuster, who did the Chiefs yeah. who did the Chiefs lose in the offseason? They had nine rookies last year when they won the Super Bowl. Guess what? Those nine rookies are now older and smarter and more experienced, but they didn't leave. So like the Chiefs stayed the same. The other thing too is I think for the next like <laughs> I don't even know. I'll just say five years because that seems like a safe number. I think it's going to be battled out. The AFC is going to be battled out between the Joe Burrow-led Bengals and the Mahomes-led Chiefs. I think those yeah. are going to be the majority and of the Bills aren't going anywhere. your AFC contenders. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, like the Dolphins got better. The the Jets have – okay, the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about that. I mean, is I don't know – They've been hyped up a lot, but at the same time, they got a piece that they've been missing. Other than that, they had it all last season. Um, there's just a lot of ASC teams that they're going to have to contend with. Uh, the Jags are not. They're in the, like, the weakest division in football right now. I mean, they kind of – they didn't They didn't really get better. And also, like you said, I think it just – they're going to get – they might go to the playoffs again this year, but that's only going to be because they're in a horrible They division. probably – they probably will win their division this year and go to the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah absolutely. That doesn't say much. Absolutely. Um, definitely overhyped. I don't know. Colin Cowherd, he's said some pretty outlandish stuff time, time to time. That's his job. You know, that's how he gets more more views. Um, but I I would say that that one is definitely definitely over an overhyped team because they're not bad, but they they haven't shown any kind of winning the Super Bowl or winning the AFC potential. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had not even one good season, one good half, back yep. half of a season, and everyone wants to put him in the conversation like he's a top 10, top 5 QB. And it's like, you, I mean, well, I, I'm ready to talk about that after next season when I see him perform well for an mm-hmm. entire season, but he had half of a good season, and people are just blowing this way out of proportion. Yep. Well, you got a you got a team that's overhyped. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit before. I think the Detroit Lions. Um, oh yes, I I don't really see anyone in that division beating the Vikings. I think the Vikings will have a very dude, but everyone's got the Lions winning it that they had last year. I understand that, but it just does not make sense. It's so to me weird because they still have. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, a solid defense and a solid O line. And look, I understand Kirk Cousins gets ripped on, but 
He's not, not that bad. bad of a quarterback. I think uh, he's dude, serviceable. He's pretty solid. Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Like it's not even close. Everyone like you're taking Kirk Cousins. And like the Lions, like they got overhyped so much that their their game one opening night. It's not Chiefs Eagles like it normally is, like a Super Bowl rematch. It's Chiefs Lions. And that's not even gonna be fun to watch. I mean no. I mean um, it'll be fun to watch because it's the first game of the season, but like yeah, it's not but- gonna be competitive. The Chiefs are gonna destroy them. I mean, it's at Arrowhead. Yeah, see... it's not. Jared Goff is oh, not good on the road. You're forgetting they're getting uh, Jameson Williams back, or he's gonna be back in like never before the season. That was the other thing. Is look, we haven't even seen this guy really play in the NFL, mm-hmm. so they're acting like he's gonna come in and just be the best around. And it's like I, I don't believe. I'm not buying into the hype. I'm not either. The Detroit Lions seem overhyped to me. Obviously, anything could happen in the NFL season, but these are teams that are just getting a lot of a lot of hype. And moving on from that, we've talked about this team a lot, so we probably won't stay on them for long. But the Baltimore Ravens, guys, Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson, even though he's got money. Odell Beckham, I'm sorry, he hasn't played a season in like three years. Um, and he hasn't had a successful season since his rookie season in the NFL. Overhype, Baltimore Ravens, 100%. They did not improve what they needed to improve. I mean, the two guys that are getting a lot of attention right now in the Ravens, like you said, Lamar and Odell, those are two injury-prone guys. So those are guys that are, you know, it's yep. questionable on they're, whether they can last every single game of the season. Their top seven players, other than Mark Andrews, who actually did get hurt last year, are very injury-prone. That's defensive and offensive. They're big playmakers. They they are very injury prone. The Ravens are an injury prone team. That's true. I forgot about J.K. Dobbins as well. Yeah, they're a hospital up there. I don't even mm-hmm. know what's going on. No one can stay healthy in Baltimore. Very very overhyped in Baltimore. Obviously, Odell Beckham is old. Lamar Jackson is getting hurt all the time. So I'm gonna say they're definitely overhyped. Another thing is, I think that the Baker Mayfield move to um, Tampa. Down to Tampa Bay, I think that's getting overhyped just a smidge. Yeah, that's as not well. going anywhere. Look, guys, let's remember this is still the same Baker that was a a, a backup, or uh, I mean, he he was kind of a backup, kind of not really in uh, for the Rams. He came in and didn't really do too much. Did not have that great of their season was over at that point. They're yeah. in Cleveland, and so I'm just. I'm tired of hearing the Baker Mayfield hype. And obviously, I don't really like him that much. You know, he's an OU Texas Tech boy from college. So I already didn't like going into him. His attitude just does not vibe with me yeah. at all. He is not a great locker room presence. He doesn't bring uh, the team up around him. Not a leader, not, not a team guy. I would say, so I'm going to probably our – our last one. Um, I'm going to say that this team's not overhyped yet, but after this season, depending on what happens, is is basically they're in danger of becoming one of those overhyped teams. Okay, Justin Herbert and the Chargers are are very in in a in a very serious position this season to get the job done because they beat they won ten games last season and they did not beat a notable quarterback in those ten games. Okay. They beat a lot of losing teams, but when when you would watch those primetime games they were on, there was like three times that the ball would be placed in Herbert's hands with a minute, two minutes left. 
and his job is to go down and score. He threw a pick two of those times. He turned it over the third time. I think Justin Herbert is is going to need to make a statement this season or he will be in the overhyped conversation. A lot of talent, but he's not been clutch. I agree. Obviously, the, the two games immediately that come to mind are the 49ers and uh, Chiefs game. Yep. And those were the two interceptions that you were talking about. You know, he had the ball in his hands, chance to go down, score, uh, game-winning drive, and he ended up choking. But I think the Chargers could do some real damage. They've they've had the weapons for a while. The one thing that's kind of gotten to them, though, is injuries. You know, they've had guys constantly injured on both sides of the ball. And I think if everyone could stay healthy, they could do some serious damage. I agree. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This season, I think it's make or break for them just to see um, to see if, I mean, if if he is the real deal or not. Uh, not that they're going to move off of him after the season, but the last couple of seasons, he's had some chances. And we've seen that he's talented. It's still yeah. that raw talent. You know, we'll see those spurts of him chunking the ball 75 yards down the field, and you're like, how on earth can this kid throw it that far? He's absolutely yep. ridiculous arm talent and arm strength, but I still feel like it's um, a little rough around the edges. Agreed. So, you usually like to end our show on Under Review. I brought to you a quote from the Bart Starr. He said, anyone can support a team that is winning. It takes no courage, but to stand behind a team, to defend a team when it is down and really needs you, that takes a lot of courage. Amen. That's a good quote. Uh, thank y'all for listening this week uh, to our 75th episode. We will keep them rolling, keep them coming for y'all guys, and uh, we'll see you next week here on Under Review.